All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. You're listening to the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca, your digital home for online gaming excitement, including casino, live dealer, lottery instance, and sport betting. Sign up today at PlayAlberta.ca. Finds us and uh, Josh hadn't heard many uh, rumblings about this trade in particular at all. So uh, a little bit of a surprise, but not a major one that OG Ananobi got dealt. It kind of hurt his name out there as a possibility for a while. Yeah, I mean, first of all, I agree. I think it was definitely a surprise. More so because of the timing, I agree. We'll get to Ananobi in a second. I think the timing of it, it was interesting, too, because it's not often we see trades, certainly not big trades, happen this early in the year. Normally, it's closer to the February trade deadline. So that tells us a couple of things. I mean, first of all, the Raptors clearly liked the offer that they got from New York. That was clearly the, the, the offer that they were targeting. And I think... What I've heard quickly in particular is the player that they were targeting. That was the sticking point for them. So once he was included in that deal from New York, the Raptors jumped on it. It also tells you that they're probably not done, right? They've got now roughly five weeks to listen to other offers, potentially for Pascal Siakam and Gary Trent Jr. or others and figure out what they're going to do next. I think the roster looks a lot more... um, it looks like it makes a lot more sense now than it did a week ago, but at the same time, it doesn't make complete sense still. I, I still think this is a work in progress. So they've got the time now to let this breathe a little bit and see where to go from here. But yeah, in, in terms of Ananobi, I do think that was a bit of a surprise for me anyway, too, just because like we had certainly heard his name out there over the last couple of years. It was He was one of the most coveted players in the NBA, but the fact that his name kept coming up in, in rumors is more a reflection of how many other teams are chasing after him and throwing his name out there as opposed to the Raptors being open to do something. If anything, I had heard up until recently that Messiah Jerry was very reluctant to move Ananobi. But I, I think there are a couple things with OG. I mean, we know he was going to be a, a free agent over the summer. So 
the Raptors, it was always going to come down to whether or not, one, they believed they could re-sign him. And OG, of course, is famously hard to read, so who knows? And, and two, can you justify paying the amount of money it's going to end up costing in order to re-sign him? If the answer to either of those questions were no, then they have to move him for, for something to avoid, obviously, losing him for nothing like they did Fred Van Leet. And I think like if it was going to be something, it was either going to be for a Hall of Draft picks, which clearly they didn't want to do because mm-hmm. those offers had been out there even dating back to last year at the trade deadline. They don't want to rebuild. They made that clear. They want to retool around Scotty Barnes. And if that was the direction, if that is the direction – then this trade, I think, this package that comes back with Quickly and Barrett makes a lot of sense for them. You look at, and so I, I've seen a lot of speculation that this trade, everybody wonders, okay, is Pascal Siakam next, right? Is he the guy that they're going to go and they're going to just say, okay, you know what, we're going to build around um, some younger guys in, in Barrett and, and obviously um, Scotty Barnes and, and the guy that a lot of people think quickly might end up being the, the key part of the trade. And we'll get to that in a second. But uh, where do you come out on Siakam getting dealt? And if he does, what do you think they're looking for in return for him? Yeah, I'm not sure it's a foregone conclusion as some people seem to think that it is. I mean, granted, the fact that they just got younger doesn't seem to bode well for the player that's going to turn 30 before the end of the season. But at the same time, I mean, there's a few things here. One is that I've heard there's been no traction on a Siakam deal, and nothing is imminent. And then also, I look at the track record of this front office and Masai Ujiri, and remember, it was 10 years ago when they made the Rudy Gay trade, and everyone just assumed that Kyle Lowry would be the next up the door, and he nearly was. They had that trade lined up with, coincidentally, the Knicks before it fell through, But what Masai did at that point was he let things breathe. He waited to see how the new guys would mesh with the old guys and how the team would do. And ultimately, when they were successful, he scrapped plan A, which was to trade Lowry. He called an audible, kept that group together. So he's shown that he's willing to keep an open mind in these situations. And honestly, that's what I'm expecting here. So if that is the case, this is going to be a really important stretch coming up, especially considering how difficult the schedule is with the next six games on the road, on the West Coast. But I honestly think like how this team meshes together, how they do coming up here could determine what happens next. But I'll also say just in regards to Siakam, now because December 30th has passed, teams that would acquire him can only sign him to a maximum of two years in an extension as opposed to four years, which would have been the case up until the 30th. I don't see him signing a two-year extension, meaning if you're a team looking to trade for him and you don't have any certainty in regards to whether or not he'd be sticking around or be a a rental for a few months, you're probably reluctant to give up serious assets for him. And again, Ujiri made it clear, like he's not having a fire sale here. He's not looking to give guys away, especially – Siakam, who we, we know he thinks very, very highly of, as he should. Siakam, he proved again last night, at minimum, a top 30 player in the NBA. So my point here is that, like, if they're not going to get the assets for him to justify making the move, and I don't know that those assets are out there or that there's a team out there willing to give up those assets, then I don't think they do it just for the sake of doing it. I I honestly think there's a realistic shot here that he gets extended 
in the near future, or if not, like maybe they take this into the offseason and look to re-sign him there. That's not to say that they won't look to move him eventually, but I, I just think his value and his trade market is going to be much better when he's attached to a long-term contract as opposed to now as a pending free agent. Josh Lewinberg uh, joins us from uh, TSN uh, talking uh, Raptors and the and the deal. And, you know, when it first came down, everybody's like, okay, yeah, R.J. Barry's Canadian. You know, it's a really good story. It's probably a good marketing ploy. But, man, the more I read up on Emmanuel quickly, a lot of people think this guy might end up being kind of the key point uh, in this trade for Toronto moving forward. Uh, where do you come out on quickly and where do you think he's going to fit in? Yeah, it, he's certainly the centerpiece of the deal for the Raptors, like, for, for them, this was the sticking point of the deal. The trade would not have happened if, if not for Emmanuel quickly. And I just think, like, when, when you're making a deal like this, you're looking to get younger, you're not looking to rebuild, so you're not asking for draft picks necessarily. You're looking for a player that is on the cusp, right? Like, you're looking for an up-and-comer, a guy who maybe with a bigger opportunity or a change of scenery or different role or whatever it is, is right on the cusp of breaking out. And, I mean, certainly the Raptors feel like Emmanuel quickly is that guy, but they're not alone. Like, they're not an island here in, in, in being a Emmanuel quickly fan. Like, you, you talk to evaluators around the league, and, and he's one of the first names that comes up because of what he's done here over the last few years. I mean, he has maxed out that role. He has proven everything he needs to prove. As a six-man, he, he was the runner-up in six-man voting last year. You look at his first 36-minute numbers, certainly this season, and their starter, starter caliber. You look at what he did in 21 spot starts last year, and they were, and it was very impressive. The question now is, is he ready for the full-time gig? And he's going to get that opportunity here in Toronto. Like that, that's clear. I think it was pretty clear the moment the trade was made, but if there was ever any doubt, even in terms of like how long it would take for him to, for them to put him in that role, like last night was a pretty good indicator of that because it would have been super easy for Darko Ryakovich to say, all right, like these guys just got into town. They've been through a whirlwind over the last few days. They're just learning the plays and meeting their new teammates. We're going to ease them in and bring them off the bench certainly for their first game, but they could have done that for the first couple games, and I don't think anyone would have been too surprised. But the fact that both of those guys, Quickly and Barrett, were in the starting line, and both of them played at least 28 minutes, were on the floor late in the fourth quarter, I mean, that speaks to the level of commitment that this organization has in those guys. They're going to have big roles this year. They're going to have big roles moving forward. Quickly, by the way, is a restricted free agent at the end of this season. But if you're the Raptors, like you, you don't make this deal unless you have a pretty good idea of what it's going to take to bring him back because he's restricted. You, you obviously have more control. They can match any contract that he gets in free agency. So he's going to be back next year. I mean, OG and Obi would have been an unrestricted free agent. And I think that's the idea that that's what scared yeah. them after the Van Vliet situation. So yeah, this deal gave them a bit more control over what, what this team is going to look like moving forward. It makes a bit more sense next to the 22-year-old Scotty Barnes, just in terms of age, timeline, and all of that stuff. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think there are a lot of reasons to be excited about Emmanuel quickly. What do you make of this trade from the Knicks' standpoint? Uh, they obviously got to re-sign OG Ananobi for this trade to make much sense. Yeah, and it's the same situation there. I mean, obviously, like I was saying, he's not restricted, so they don't have that same kind of control. But you don't make a trade like this unless, one, you intend to re-sign the guy, and two, that you have a pretty good idea that you, you will re-sign the guy. 
I, I mean, Ananobi has, it sounds like, made it pretty clear in the past that, not necessarily that he, he wants to play in New York, but certainly that he's open to it. And that's one of the places where he, he's kind of targeted, I, I think. And, and it, the connection with the agency as well, CAA and Leon Rose at the Knicks, like, I think he probably have a pretty good idea of what it's going to take, the price tag, to re-sign a guy like that. Um, yeah, I mean, for them, I think that this could potentially go down as a win-win. I mean, quickly was never going to get a bigger role in New York. It was just not going to happen with Jalen Brunson blocking him and Tom yeah. Thibodeau showing no willingness, really, to play the two small guards together. So the missing piece for them was a two-way big wing player, and they get that in OG Ananobi. I think Precious Achua helps a little bit, too, because they lost Mitchell Robinson for the year. Um, so I, I, I'm not happy for OG. I think this is a good opportunity for him. And I also think just like based on the spotlight there, first of all, we know he's not going to be phased by it just based on his personality. And that's great. But also like th- there's a lot of attention on him now. And I think that's going to bode well for a guy who didn't necessarily get the credit that he deserved for being the defender that he is for all these years with the Raptors. He's going to get that now with the Nets. Um, one last one for you. You look at the, at the NBA overall and, you know, we, we see where coming up, uh, I guess kind of getting close to the, uh, to the midway point of the season, which, which team has been your biggest surprise, either positively or negatively. And you can't say Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> I am a little bit surprised by Detroit. I'm not, that's not going to be my answer, but I didn't think they would be this bad. I'm not sure that anyone did. They were one of those teams. And, I mean, Dwayne Casey, former Raptors coach, is still involved in the front office there. I remember talking to him before the season and hearing him talk about how excited he was about all the young pieces there. And I was thinking, like, all right, like, yeah, they're not going to be a playoff team, but they could be one of those interesting, young, up-and-coming teams. And, obviously, that has not been the case until and unless the Raptors went to that building. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think... Certainly Minnesota is one of them in the Eastern Conference, or sorry, in the Western Conference. And I remember they were in Toronto on opening night. They played the Raptors. The Raptors beat them, held them under 100 points, which is not something that the Raptors have been doing to teams recently. Yeah. So pretty much been all downhill since that game. I remember thinking, like, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. And there's always been that kind of reluctance with them since they paired Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert kind of going against the grain in the NBA with the trend of, of playing small and having shooters on the floor. They kind of did the opposite. And there's just so much depth, so much talent in the Western Conference that I was thinking, like, this might be the odd team out, and it's been anything but. Yeah. Anthony Edwards has taken the next step. He's looked great. It's kind of worked really well with the two bigs, and they've got some good depth. They're well-coached. Chris Finch doing a good job there. And, um, yeah, they, they look like the team to beat in the Western Conference right now. In the East, I would say Indiana has been a, a pleasant surprise. They've been a lot of fun to watch. Not a lot of defense going on there, but certainly one of the best offensive teams. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. 
Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We've never seen. Josh, great stuff as always, man. Happy New Year to you, and uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, Jason. Take care, man. Talk soon. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rose, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.